Welcome to the Learning Scientist Podcast, a podcast for teachers, students, and parents about evidence-based practice and learning. Hi, I'm Dr. Megan Samaraki, and this is a bite-sized research episode of the Learning Scientist Podcast, where we briefly describe research on a particular topic. And the topic for today's episode is feedback. And I think this is a topic that a lot of teachers and educators are interested in. A lot of us have the sense that feedback is really important and feedback needs to be somewhat immediate, right? We have this feeling that the sooner you get feedback back to students, the better things are going to be. But of course, that's really difficult as a teacher um, and educator, especially if you're giving detailed feedback to individual students, it can take quite a while to get that information back to the students. And so it seems like we're in a situation where the thing that is most effective for students, or at least the thing that seems most effective for students is something that is almost impossible for us to practically do. Mullet and colleagues in 2014 provide a really lovely history of the research looking into immediate versus delayed feedback. And the notion that feedback should be pretty immediate seems to come from behaviorism. Sometime in the 1950s, Skinner said, in many cases, for example, when papers are taken home to be corrected, As much as 24 hours may intervene before students receive feedback. It is surprising that this system has any effect whatsoever. I look at this quote and I sort of chuckle to myself and see as as many as 24 hours. 24 hours would be really fast, right? If students are giving papers, turning papers in, and then teachers are getting those back in 24 hours, I would consider that to be pretty fast, at least for my courses. And and I suspect that some, it depends on the assignment, of course, but for some bigger assignments, I, I think a lot of other teachers and educators would agree. And yet Skinner is suggesting that this is way too long. So what do we do? Well, this assumption was actually challenged many decades ago, even starting in the 1960s. And this research has carried on where they've looked to see, well, does the feedback really need to be immediate? Was Skinner right or is a delay okay? If we think about it logically, it seems like immediate feedback would be better. Immediate feedback serves to correct errors on the spot. But... If you think about providing feedback as just an additional presentation of the information, then delayed feedback starts to starts to make sense because delaying feedback might actually produce spacing. And we know that spacing helps with learning. So which is it? Is immediate feedback necessary? Can we delay feedback? Is delayed feedback even helpful because it produces spacing? Well, since the 1960s and on to more recent to more recent um, research reports, there have actually been a number of studies showing that delayed feedback is more helpful than immediate feedback. And while there are some studies showing that immediate feedback is more beneficial, a lot of those studies actually have methodological errors, which is a topic for another podcast podcast episode. We can dig into that some other time. But for the purposes of of talking about the benefit of delayed feedback, it seems like there's a lot of research suggesting that delaying is actually good, which is good news for educators practically. But some have criticized this work and said, well, a lot of those studies were from laboratory studies. They didn't do the research in live classrooms. If we think about the lab to classroom model, we're talking about the basic laboratory and applied laboratory levels. 
where we're in the lab and we're trying to tightly control the experiments. So we're using very simple materials like word lists or nonsense syllables, or perhaps we are using more realistic materials, but we still have an artificial nature to the experiment. We're trying to tightly control various aspects of the study. Some have criticized this and said well, that it doesn't necessarily generalize to the applied classroom level. Well, to try to rectify this, Hillary Mullet and her colleagues conducted two experiments on delayed feedback and transfer, specifically in live college classrooms. So in that applied classroom level of the lab to classroom model. And this research was published in 2014 in the Journal of Applied Research in Memory and Cognition. We call that journal JARMAC for short. They conducted their experiments in engineering classrooms. So engineering students would go to their weekly lectures, and then they also had materials to watch at home, like videos or simulations. And then, like many engineering classes, they had weekly homework assignments. And they completed these homework assignments through OpenStax Tutor, which is this online e-learning system that makes it easy to manipulate different variables for individual students within the classroom, which allows us to engage in random assignment. Which is, which is a gold standard of a true experiment where we can determine cause and effect. So Mullet and her colleagues in the first experiment, they had some students get feedback either immediately after the homework assignments were due or one week after the homework deadline. So students would get an email when the feedback was ready, either right after the due date or a week after the due date. And for these students, viewing the feedback was actually required in order to earn course credit for the homework assignment so that we know that the students are actually engaging in engaging with the feedback. They looked and found out that the average time to view the feedback was either four days after they completed the assignment or almost 12 days after they completed the assignment. So we're actually talking about a little bit of a delay and a, and a longer delay. So immediate here is on average four days, whereas the delayed is almost 12 days later. So there is a big difference between the relatively immediate group and the delayed group. And what's really interesting is that students in the immediate feedback condition actually viewed the feedback for longer than those in the delayed condition. So if anything in this experiment, the deck is a little bit stacked in favor of the immediate condition because we know that they're engaging with the feedback a bit more. Then learning was measured on the exams in the classroom. So this is this is an applied classroom study where we're manipulating something in the classroom and then looking at how it affects actual learning. And these exams required transfer of knowledge from the homework concepts to novel problems. In addition, at the very end of the semester, the students were asked about how well they thought the feedback timing helped them. Did they like the feedback, either immediately or delayed? Did they think that it helped them learn? So here's what they found in the first experiment. Students who received the delayed feedback performed better than those who received immediate feedback. The difference was about 8%. It was a difference between earning a B and earning an A. What's particularly interesting, though, is that students who received the delayed feedback really largely said they didn't like it, and they thought that it was either not benefiting their learning or even hurting their learning, whereas the students who got immediate feedback liked it and thought it really helped them. So here is yet another situation where intuitively what we think is helping us learn is the opposite of what is actually helping us learn. Just like cramming often feels like we're learning a ton and spacing feels really difficult and it seems like we're not learning as much. In fact, spacing benefits learning more than cramming. In this case, 
Immediate feedback feels like it's helping us more and students report liking it, but the delayed feedback is actually helping them learn more. They conducted a second experiment because they wanted to see if the results replicated and they wanted to make a couple of changes. So the second experiment was largely the same as the first, but the manipulation for delayed and immediate feedback was within subjects. So what this means is that each student for some homework assignments received immediate feedback and for some homework assignments received delayed feedback. This is really interesting because it allows us to see if when the students experience both conditions, they then are able to say, oh yeah, I think that the delayed feedback is helping me more, or if they still think by comparison that the immediate feedback is helping more. So it's manipulated within subjects between materials or or weeks within the course. They also manipulated the requirement to view the feedback. So practically delaying feedback might mean that students just simply don't attend to the feedback as much. And it seems like from experiment one, given that the students viewed the feedback for longer when it was immediate, that that this is pretty real a pretty realistic concern. So they manipulated this to see how much it mattered. Some students were required to view the feedback and for others it was just optional. And even with these changes, the results for experiment two were really similar to the results from experiment one. Again, delayed feedback produced better learning on those course exams compared to immediate feedback. You can also probably guess that requiring the feedback led to better performance than making the feedback optional. But even when the feedback was optional, the delayed feedback was better than the immediate feedback. But the best performance by far was with those who, when they were required to view the delayed feedback. And still on the survey, even when they can make this direct comparison for themselves, sometimes they're experiencing immediate feedback, sometimes they're experiencing delayed, they're still saying that the immediate feedback feels better and that the delayed feedback was not as good and might have been hurting them. In fact, 79% of them said they benefit, benefited a lot more from immediate feedback compared to delayed. So it seems that even when we bring the research into the classroom and we do that applied classroom level of work, delayed feedback is actually better than immediate feedback. And here we're talking about a pretty significant delay. So in experiment one, it was the difference between four days after the assignment was completed to 12 days after the assignment was completed. And in my mind, this is really good news for educators. We don't need to scramble to try to get the feedback to the students immediately, especially in those cases where we want to provide more detailed feedback for individual students or assignments that we're going to take a bit more time to make sure that we give them the feedback. We know that we're helping them learn. It just doesn't feel that way. Another situation where what we think is helping is not actually the thing that helps. It's unfortunate, but our metacognitive judgments, what we think is producing learning, just don't seem to line up well this episode with is what actually like produces you. durable, long term learning. Exclusive content, visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com/learningscientists.